Bonsoir! Welcome to the third installment of All Glowed Up. This week, uh, the show is on the road. We are in Paris, beautiful gay Paris. And this is the All Glowed Up episode of just our travel glow up. And I have a very special guest here with me. Um, I like to call her Travel Bay because um, <laughs> she has been dragging me literally across the globe with her. Um, especially since she knew my first solo trip was in Cambodia in 2016. And she told a mutual friend of mine that I'd never have to go on another trip alone. And she is held true to that in every way. Okay? I'm turning trips down. But it's it's been a really, really dope ride. So I'm here with Miss Rosé. And we're just going... Yes. And we're just going to talk about kind of out what inspired us how we started here um some misconceptions that people have when they see you travel a lot or just the questions that we get and just the takeaways from being able to travel being able to have these I like to call traveling an exercise in gratitude because it is constantly something that I, I see you know I'm doing and I'm like oh wow I'm able to financially afford this I'm able to I'm able-bodied that I can get on a plane and I can and I'm healthy enough to do these things and I have a, a great co-parenting situation where I'm able to travel and you know still talk to my daughter and see her frequently and bring her along with trip on trips with me as well so it's just it's it's working on all cylinders and I'm extremely grateful for that and so I'll just start my kind of travel experience and how I got here so I kind of I grew up in a household where my mom didn't even have a my mom didn't have a car but more more than that she didn't know how to drive so my travel experience growing up was extremely limited to wherever that bus or train could go that was pretty much it um it wasn't any extravagant train you know going on extravagant trips growing up um that just wasn't in my childhood um the biggest highlight was, you know, I grew up as a Jehovah Witness, so I, my biggest highlight was every summer going to a Bible convention in Richmond. And no shade to Richmond, but um, it is a, I remember going to Richmond and coming from D.C., Richmond shut down, shut down at like 8 o'clock. And because people die, <laughs> people go to Richmond to die, you are, you are lucky to have survived. <laughs> well, yeah, because I remember going to like the Pizza Hut, the Pizza Hut was shutting down at like 8 30, and we were drinking out of the little red, you remember the red plastic cups from Pizza Hut yeah. that smell like mildew and ass. <laughs> that's that's my travel experience growing up, so. I used to be extremely afraid to travel. Like, I have really bad anxiety. I, you couldn't pay me to get on a plane. You couldn't pay me to go anywhere further than, like, the Caribbean. That was me sh- traveling. And um, I didn't get out of that till like, 2016 when I went to Cambodia. And it was just, like, the complete opposite experience. And I just I was turning 30, and I just wanted to try something different. And I heard about Anchor Wat through a mutual friend, and I looked it up, and I was like, oh, my God, I have to visit here. It's so much history. It's so much culture. Um, I just want to go there and learn. And from that experience, I have not, I haven't slowed down since. And it's been pretty, it's been pretty amazing. I remember being in Anchor Wat and, like, 
praying with the monks and like talking to my tour guide and learning about him and his culture and Buddhism and like all about the temples and just being so super grateful. And like he was showing me like the people that work there who consider making $7 a day a good living. And that I was able to go there and meet with these people and have these experiences and and go back home and I could afford to do this. And it was just such a great um, experience for me. And that, that kind of kicked it off. That kind of kicked off my travel glow up. And it's been like cra- crazy ever since then. So I'm going to start with Ms. Rosé. What kind of kicked off your travel glow up? Like what what moment, what trip it was, or what kind of experience for you kind of kicked this off? Well, I really don't know, to be honest with you. I think I had been grappling with the decision to start traveling for a long time. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of friends who were traveling, and I share similar experiences as you are, lack of experience right. and um not having much travel. My mom to this day is 64, is afraid to get on a plane. She thinks that it's a sure and sudden death. You will burn (laughs) in a fiery crash, you know, and she has real anxiety even when I fly and, um, I, she raised me. So I shared, um, those beliefs Mm -hmm. because that is what I understood. You, your parents reinforce things for you Mm because you look to them. They're usually the examples. Right. And the people you trust and And the the people people you trust trust are afraid. That kind of instills that fear in you. Right. And then, you know, I also had a lot of hangups about, um, going to different places, you know, so I would say like, Oh, what kind of food am I going to eat? I had this notion in my mind that I was this picky eater and I would starve to death if I went to another country. (laughs) And so, um, Donald Trump got elected and I was like, well, shoot, I'm gonna have to get a passport. I might have to get up out of (laughs) here. And, um, I went and did that. I think my friends from school were like going to Honduras or something. In the meanwhile, I got my passport and I was like eavesdropping on a colleague of mine, her conversation. She teaches in China. She teaches English and she was going Mm -hmm. to China um, during a time period that happened to fall on my staycation. I would always have a staycation plan every year for like two weeks in the summertime and I would never go anywhere. So I was like, oh, you know, part of that falls during that time. And she welcomed me to go. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do this because that's right. China. That's like the extreme. extreme. Yeah, so I'm really like jumping head first into the travel pool. I can get rid of a whole lot of fears. That's going to be, it's far, 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 far away. Mm-hmm. It's much different food and something that I've never experienced. Right. It's going to be, different you know, a totally time. different culture. Right. Nothing you know, uh, Americanized, um, at all. In addition to a very long plane ride. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I did it and I loved it. I survived it. It was funny, you know, cause I, um, had packed, I, you know, in China, you know, I'm like, I'm going to China. We went to three different areas, I think in two separate provinces. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we were told we were going to a small town for the third place that we were going to. And I was like, shit, 
small town, you know, so I had packed all this water <laughs> and survival food. I p- packed well, like military rations. I, I packed like sunflower seeds and Slim Jims and stuff that I could. Um, I packed like exacto knives and rubber gloves and, you know, all Just kinds everything. of stuff. The kitchen sink. The, the, the medical grade scalpels, number 11 blades. And, you know, you get bit by something, you got a lance of a, a bite, a bug bite or something. You, you know, I, I, I had no he idea. Well, it. you know, you get there and you realize in China, a small town is 3 million people. <laughs> so here I am navigating through the hustle and bustle of these Chinese cities with two very large suitcases. One, which is entirely filled with food and medical and supplies. necessaries, <laughs> right? Medical supplies, all kinds of extra lotion. I packed toilet paper, which I did need because some of the you know, places. That is true. I did need the toilet paper. Um, I learned that in Thailand. Yeah. Like going to the temples. Yeah. You have to pay for the toilet paper or there just isn't any. There isn't any. Correct. So that kicked it off. I did that. I loved it. I went to Honduras with really good friends of mine right after that. I think the very next month after I had gotten back from China. And it was on after that. Like I started to, when, when you are experiencing something that's that you never thought you would mm-hmm. ever experience it becomes like really surreal like you it kind of it's almost like an out of body i cried a lot um yeah. traveling just because yeah. it's like i'm here i'm watching the sunrise in bali right or I, i'm praying with monks and saying a prayer and and meeting really dope yeah. people that i would have never met if i didn't expand my horizons and i know a lot of people see the things that i do like through social media or i'll tell them stories like, oh you pet a tiger in thailand that's insanity oh you must be really brave i'm not brave like i'm afraid to do a lot of things but i still do them even though I'm afraid, like I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be afraid. Like I'm a zipline in Mexico when I'm a pet a tiger. Um, but I'm gonna do it afraid. And then afterwards it's like, it pushes your boundaries. So, you know, so much further because you're thinking, Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. But he was like, you know, I pet a tiger in Thailand. What at home could really be that challenging? Well, I mean, and and, you know, I think it's all relative. Cause like, you Mm -hmm. know, for me, I'm not, I'm not going to be befriending the animals. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to be swinging from things in third world countries. I I still have, uh, I have not arrived at that place. I think that there's levels to it. Yes, and, yeah. and once you start to, the main thing is to go to do it, even when and you're e- afraid. Even even if you just go and you eat at restaurants or you watch the sunset on the beach, you know, in Bali, right. you're still doing something that's so far outside right. of what you were accustomed to. Those experiences are still just as enriching. Like I don't think that you know there's a measure of no. outside of the box. Anything no. that you do that's this outside of the box, your box, you your is, personal right, box, right? And I feel like sometimes people uh, are travel snobs and if you travel a lot or people have these kind of uh, oh you have to go somewhere for a whole week before it's a, considered a trip no it's not I'm here in Paris for a weekend and why Why doesn't that count like who who's writing this manual of rules on what actually counts as travel I like mean, I don't really but to me those people and I don't know I can't speak for people who make value judgments of other right. people's experiences I really don't understand it but when you travel as much as we have in such a short amount mm-hmm. of time, a weekend in Paris is a weekend in Paris. Paris. Like it's really nothing.
nothing now for us to just be like, oh, it's a flight deal. We going. We found the dates. They work. We're going. And I don't feel the need to do everything in Paris. No. I intend to come, come back. back. Right. If I like so, a place, I'll come back. And I feel right. like for me, that's a good tester because right. I traveling also helped me really learn myself right because i realized i don't like staying places more than a week that's kind of my tap out like i want to be home i want to take a shower in my own house i want to lay in my own bed and so yeah about five days I my five days little... i'm a little antsy and yeah. my anxiety's kicking in and i need to go home i need to see my daughter i need to be home so i don't really need a 10 days somewhere or i'm two weeks so no i don't need that and i don't and i, I hate when people try to make that a thing because there's some people who travel and they're travel snobs and they're, they'll shame other people for the way they travel. And that's, those just are not my kind of people no. anyway. So I, I just think that those opinions are irrelevant. I mean, yeah. what, you know, I welcome people doing things, just doing things in general. Especially for me, if, if I could do it, anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. I was the most rigid person, the most closed off person. Yeah. I had, uh, you know, put certain things in the category that, you know, black people don't do that. You know, this is, this is, yep. that's rich white people stuff. You know, and so now, like, part of my, my you know, sort of travel, you know, gimmick or whatever you want to call it that is you know branded doing your travel white, brand right i'm doing rich white, white people stuff with my friends rich white woman shit yes. and that you know mainly is to highlight the fact that there's not really a certain corner of the world that's just for black people that's not you know a certain behavior or certain mm-hmm. foods that we eat or certain sports that we play or certain clothing that we wear the sky is the limit for us and we can do whatever it is that we, we want to do. do and so rich white women shit is really about embracing that you know and saying yep. you know we can do whatever it is that that they will do and beyond you know living our wildest dreams and that really is what it's about and i feel so grateful I mean, every moment that I spend, you know, and I go back and I see people who are wealthy, right. who, 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 who just cannot believe that I'm traveling the way that well, I am, travel, wondering right. how in the world it is that I can afford to huh. do it. You know what you I know. tell people? I sell drugs and ass. That's how I afford to travel. Because I feel like the people that ask, they're just being... Some people genuinely want to know, and then some people I feel like are being nosy. So when you feel like... I feel like people being nosy. Yep, I I sell... I'm a sugar baby, and uh, I'm selling eight balls of Coke on the side. Just... just, Well, I mean, you know, you can tell what kind of place a person is coming from. I usually tell people, I tell people, though. We get travel deals. I let the deal dictate... The deal tells us where I'm going. That's exactly the... more than likely the deal yeah. tells me where I'm going like yeah. I didn't know I wanted to go to Amsterdam till I seen a flight deal come through and what we were in um, we was on a, we was already on a trip we was in Colombia right we, we was were in on a layover in Colombia, Colombia. And, and and that that really is what it's all about and when you can get a number of people to join you on a trip that cuts down on the expenses anybody can really do this yeah. travel thing any anybody really who focuses and tries to do the research to plan you know a trip it can it can work, mm-hmm. you know. I don't have an endless amount of money. I'm fortunate to have a little bit more of um, disposable income than a lot of people want. I don't have kids, um, you know. But those those 
perks that I have enable me to kind of do this. But I do, I mean, you I do travel. You have a right. child. And I have other friends who also have children who travel um, just as much as, as I do, if not more. And I think that, you know, part of it becomes opening your mind to say and commit to the decision of saying, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this for myself. One thing, that, and I think we talked about this this weekend since we've been here, is in the past, back when I wasn't traveling, I valued, you know, certain tangible Mm -hmm. things because you know but especially because if you're young and you're black and you achieve a a certain level of quote-unquote success yeah we don't really understand how to gauge or measure our own success or anybody else's really we tend to derive a sense of success from those tangible things that you can purchase uh, material wealth true wealth i have found really is in experiences that that material wealth is insatiable there's always going to be something to buy a new car a new bag a new yeah a new house whatever once you buy one and it isn't new anymore and it's not shiny anymore something new comes out you want a new you need a new high right you You want something else and so there there's a never-ending you know desire to try to you know supply yourself with these things and so when i was afraid of go, jumping outside of the box. That's what I did. I had amassed all these designer clothes and bags and shoes and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And it got really boring. So, so, so boring. Then when I start traveling and going to these places and I'm looking and I, and I see my big Louis Vuitton luggage getting thrown <laughs> on the airplane. No, they're going to disrespect your like stuff. Like it came from the dollar store. They're going to disrespect you know, your I really stuff. realized, like, this is not where it's at. Like, that, those things really don't have importance or significance at all. There's no white glove treatment right. with your Louis Vuitton luggage. No, they're going to treat traveling. that like a, a Samsonite. They don't right. care. Right. They do but, not care. But, but, you know, back to, you know, measuring success. And, mm-hmm. and I think that as young people, especially young, you know, Black Americans, we attribute our successes from the things that we're able to buy. Yep. And so... And how we feel like it, it impresses other people. Right. And so once you get beyond that aspect of it and you become more in tune with what it is that you want out of life... Once you, you know, and, and things change as you grow older, you become, you know, certain, certain things might, you know, get you going mm-hmm. at a certain point in your life. And then you outgrow that and you move on to the next thing. Yeah. And I think that that's so you know, kind of where I arrived to with yeah. traveling and stuff. Cause I have all those things. I still can buy all those things. I can travel too. And, and everything is taken care of at home. I'm not lacking in any area. So now I can focus this time in my life to, you know, have these experiences, experiences. with my friends and, and, so you know, rich becoming rich, shit. right. Doing rich white women stuff with my friends and Becoming enriched in those ways, so we can sit back and talk about how we had souffle in Paris, and we, you know, yeah, we've had our champ. We've been on a champagne diet since we've been here, <laughs> yeah. um, and it's 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 been like every trip. I feel like I I've learned something new about me. Like yeah. certain trips, I realized okay, if I'm traveling with 
I, I can't travel with these kind of people anymore. I, and I feel like, okay, this trip I learned, I like to do this. So I, I like the, this, per, this trip was, I feel like Amsterdam. Amsterdam was the perfect balance between doing things and then like going rogue and just experiencing the city. The city. Yeah. Um, I, I realized that, hey, I don't like every minute of my day being, being planned. Being planned right. Or I have to be somewhere at 8 o'clock in the, uh, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning, which means I got to get up at 6. I don't want to do that on vacation. And I feel like that's a part of, a travel glow up is it also helps you learn yourself learn your preferences and learn how to if i'm spending my money i'm not doing this i'm a, i'm gonna travel the way i want to travel and i'm not gonna have any i'm not gonna apologize for that and i know there's probably some friends that i can't travel with because we we're different we travel different we think different and for the experiences that i want to continue because I, I i like the it's feel like i'm curating my travel experiences for those things, I don't want to have, I'm waking up at the crack of dawn or every second is planned. And, and sometimes I'm going to have to sit out some trips. And that's okay. That That's a part of a glow up too is realizing that this don't fit me right now. I don't I don't want to be on this trip. I don't want to do these things. So I just feel like that that's a part of that glow up. And to come from uh, just also tying it back into how I grew up, just to come from like my mom got her passport like shortly before she passed and she never got a chance to get any stamps so with every trip and everything that I do I kind of have that in my mind that I'm not only doing this for me I'm doing this for all of my family who can't come who or who didn't get an opportunity to see these things I'm doing it for my daughter who who won't have that same fear instilled in her she won't have that anxiety with travel because she's been doing it her, her all she her entire life as long as she can remember she's been on a plane she has no anxiety over going getting on a plane and most people would, would not even believe that it was a point in my life that I was afraid to get on a plane like I was terrified like you couldn't have paid me to get on a plane and now I just do it with like reckless abandon like it's, it's still been some times where we hit some turbulence and I'm like why Hug, this is it. Well, first of all, the turbulence is paying you back for coming right this before is... they was about to close the door. I... You are ridiculously late. I am. But it have I ever missed a flight? Anything. I have never. That's another thing. I have some rules when people should travel with me. Like, if you. No. I don't think people should. I, I was I was good this time though. You did because I, I came. To you your came house. to my house, That's why. and I felt some level of responsibility <laughs> and accountability. All right, she's here. I said I was gonna leave at four. Let me be ready by four o'clock. I was ready by like three forty-five, and I pat I myself there, like, on Am back. I gonna be the friend? Am I gonna leave her like she ain't here? How am I supposed to handle? I encourage that because I don't ever want anybody. I, because I, I know I, I give other people anxiety with how willing, how close I am to be willing to miss my flight. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I, that's and I understand. Turbulence because that's, that's my that's my karma. That's my for being reckless. Uh, I am. I'm extremely reckless. It's been times where I have no idea how I made that flight. I was like, yeah, God loves me. He 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 wants to me to make my flights. Yeah, like I every don't, I don't like feeling like that. <laughs> I, that's why I operate. I operate in that that stressful. I do well in that. I don't know why. That's just how my brain works. But I do you well. You want to know something else that, that I was thinking of about about the travel glow mm-hmm. up in general too? It has reshaped the way I view myself mm. as an American. Yes, it has. It really has because. When you, in America, I think we are, and I don't know if indoctrinated is the best word, but we are kind of 
raised to believe that America is the best country we are. in the world. We are. And that other places don't have what we have. And we the infrastructure that we have and the freedom is far the superior than everywhere else. Right. And, and you go places and, and you know, I'm, I'm you're over there. You're like, well, it ain't half bad over here. It's, it's several places better. that I have been. It's I was like, better. I could retire here. I right. love it. Right. And and, and and it also too and we talked about this some um, earlier today, you know, it made me realize the the importance of treating visitors and immigrants with respect mm-hmm. and, and decency in America. You know, I have not been to a place and I've gone to places where I did not speak the language and, and you know, it's tremendous uh barrier to communicate mm-hmm. and was met with nothing but grace. And yep, respect and, and and kindness and above and beyond. And we didn't we don't stay on resorts. No. We stay in the community with the people, people. and and you know, you know, doing these Airbnbs and stuff and we're just renting a house or a condo. We have the natives among us and we have always been treated with kindness. Uh-huh. I think about how in America we, we are receive not, yes. our visitors and you know especially you be, living in DC like we right. don't have any pay oh why they take it so long to be at the metro like because they're trying to buy, buy a fair car and they're not familiar with this system be kind like it, it, it does teach you a, a lesson in kindness just general kindness to another human being but even just the way that people you know you we see these videos on social media with folks getting cursed out for speaking in their native language. I mean, that's not something that mm-hmm. African Americans would typically do, but it made me feel even more of a sense of outrage for how, you know, Hispanic people are treated in yep. our country, you know, because I've gone to Spanish speaking countries and been treated so, so well. well. And then and and could barely communicate, and people will still stop on the street, try to help you figure out where you're going, or just they're just helpful. And we kind of like that in in America, and we and we have a superiority complex. We do, I and I think that that also has a play on experiences mm-hmm. a lot of people the same people who would say how is it that you're doing this the people who convince themselves that they can't go anywhere are the people who may harbor some of those biases and 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 you know may not be as sensitive to other people's needs when you're right. going to a foreign place you know we're here right now in paris and had every expectation that these French people were going to be over uh-huh, here being rude mean to us. And not trying to help us, forcing us to speak French that we don't know well. But they've been teaching us. They have been so gracious yep. and kind and patient. patient extremely, extremely patient. patient extremely and, patient. You know, they know that it's a difficult language, but I think that they don't want you know, for anybody to feel like they're entitled to, you know, come to another person's country and expect them to adapt to what, what it is that we need to at least put forth the effort and be able to say, bonjour bonsoir or whatever or how do you say this or how do you you say thank you how do you say please or excuse me as soon as you say bonjour or something they start saying or if you say merci they start speaking english to you right because it's you like, know, oh, because you, they know that she's trying. They, she's they she's respectful. And, and I feel like a lot of the perception of Americans is that we are entitled and we go in other people's countries and we demand that they speak English we in their country. To our customs right. To and our, our customs and, and our, our culture. And, and that's 
absolutely ridiculous to me because we don't do that at home. We're not accepting of other cultures at home. It's all it's this is America. Speak English. Like when we go to other countries, we're speaking English and people are accommodating to us. Why don't we give the people that same grace, that same opportunity to, or just being patient enough with them to try to understand. We don't do that at home at all. And traveling has had me have a lot of patience with people at home. Cause it, I've been that lost traveler trying to figure out what these signs say or what language they're speaking on a train because they keep switching it up. Like, wait a minute. They was just speaking French. That's not French. I can kind of understand some French. That ain't even French anymore. Um, No, you can't. Yeah, I can't a little bit. So, okay. So we've been here and Miss Rose has been getting all these compliments about how well her French is. Now you can't tell her anything, Um, but it's funny. You know, she knows a little French. Petite. Yes. yes. Petite French. Well, it's really my accent that has been oh. complimented the most. <laughs> I have a great French accent, I'm told. I was told today I sound like a French girl. Yes, I was. Air quotes. A French girl. <laughs> a French-American girl. But no, on a serious note, though, I mean, I think that, you know, the the travel glow-up is something that so many people can benefit from. Seeing this French or Parisian fashion. Oh, oh, oh. it is beautiful. It's like it's casual, but it's like so well put together. It's smart. It it's is smart it and is. dignified. You know, looking dignified. at the color blocking that. Yeah. that they're doing and the the play the, On the, the way pattern. that they're doing textures yep. and patterns. It's beautiful. I mean, it's it's, it's even really... like the Palace of Versailles. It's just I think that just speaks to their long-standing history with style and kind of grace mm-hmm. and how as a people and a culture how they carry themselves with such dignity and and how it's it's really uh, I love it here. I really really do love it here and love the style and love. Well, you know, Amsterdam was like that too, though. Yeah, I was expecting you know Amsterdam because of the you know. Um, legality of controlled substances or what would be illegal in the United States. I was expecting <laughs> the people to be all cracked out and drugged It's not up that and, at all. I mean, and these people dress smart. You know, they, 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 you know, you didn't see people stumbling around and stammering in the streets and, and you know what everybody carried people. themselves upright. You not see fat people. And that's, a, that's <laughs> crazy because of the way the, the food is over there. You can get bread, like cheese, insane. and wine everywhere and they're not fat here. And at all, I'm trying to figure out how. Do they have a different metabolism? Because if I'm eating baguettes every day at home, I'm I'm gonna be a big girl. Well, I think they they move around a lot. I, just, they I don't do. think they live sedentary life. No, they don't. They in they, they bike a lot and walk. I don't walk think they and... use a lot of preservatives and stuff in their food. Yeah, this this food um, tastes way different. That's that's a lot of, that I've learned about um through my traveling is that food is way far far different from what we have at home. Um it's it's way they put a lot of chemicals in our food at home. Man, that juice in Colombia was uh, like Jesus came and cried in the glass. <laughs> he cried in the yeah, glass. Was, that that juice in Colombia was outstanding. Jesus cried but in the glass. You know that fresh juice in Bali was like that too. We didn't we didn't get to. Oh well, we partook of some fresh. I'm gonna have to, let's just say I'm gonna have to go back to Bali. Not anytime soon because that is literally 24 hours in air, not layovers. You're going to be on a plane for 24 hours, and I'm just, I'm mentally not 
committed to Honestly, doing that again. I think I would right do now. Bali in another trip to Asia. I would probably break it up. If I had 10 days to do, I would do a few more. Because I really want to go to Singapore and the I Philippines. I want to go to Singapore as well. I mean, shoot, you, you talking about being on a plane forever if you're going to the Philippines. But, yeah, yeah. Like if I were yeah. going to New Zealand, you know, or somewhere else, I would I would want to swing through Bali. Honestly, right. I mean, and, right. and I honestly don't know that I'm going to get much more from Bali than what I got. Just That's very true. It's so much climbing and crawling and... That's another thing what most people don't talk about. You have to be in some... Now, you don't have to be a, a triathlon runner to, to travel, but you need to be in some decent shape to travel because you're walking a lot, You're especially if you're going to remote locations like Bali. We were climbing uh, waterfalls and slipping on rocks. I'd fail a couple times. I well, fell in a rice paddy. Uh, like, oh, yeah, you lost your shoe. Your I shoe. lost a shoe. And had to buy it back. I, essentially, I had to buy it back. I had to pay someone to <laughs> dig in this mud to get my shoe back. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, and my dress was ruined. She had to kind of clean me off and some water. Yeah, it's alone for some pictures. I hate it for some pit. Yeah, for some pictures. Well, I hate and, it. And that but, goes to the travel glow up, too. And, and for me, you know, I think people put certain benchmarks on their life. Like when I, you know, reach 40, I'm going to do a certain thing. Or when I retire, no. I'm going to do a certain I'm going to travel, travel to work. Thing. Nah. You know, and time is not always on oh, your side. No. You know, we are. I'm getting to the age where my friends and close family members that are not much older than me are starting to get serious medical diagnosis mm-hmm. that you know the future is not certain and all you then, have is right now you, know, you wait until you retire at 65 you don't know what your medical situation you have no is idea be, or what kind of limitations you're going to have where you're going to necessarily not even be physically able to do this because we do we walk a lot i mean we trying to catch that metro today hiking up those steps you know i'm up already down easy jefferson <laughs> got my inhaler in one hand <laughs> You know, to be able to re- recognize now and take the time, knowing that the future is not That's certain, certain you at don't all. know at what point you could no longer be able to do to this, move about like you like you are now. Youth is fleeting. Yeah, you know, health is fleeting. Health, health is youth and health is fleeting. You know, even though you know we want to control for certain things and we're becoming more aware of our health and proactive steps that we right. can take to, to do that. I mean, it's still not promised. And so for me, seizing the moment has been crucial in this travel glow up for me. And I it's it's been worth it. For me as well because really I, I did have a a timeline on things and oh I want to retire here and do this and do that. But you don't you don't know what the future holds for you. You just have no clue. And really all you have right now is the present. You can't control the future. So for right now I'm gonna travel to the wheels fall off. I'm by, I am gonna scale back for 2020. Just this is my formal announcement, Miss Rose. We we can do domestic travel Last and, you and, told. and and 2020 Wait, 2020 when flight deals start coming. Look, I, 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 look. Tend to, I tend to disagree. You do. You can. You're very convincing. All right, so we did. We'll do about 10 countries in 12 months. Yeah, that's it's been well, it's, it's it's been close to be ten countries, countries and twelve months. months. That and is I'm insane. tired myself. I'll tell the truth. Yes, I'm, I'm tired. Too. I don't know. How A moment of transparency. I don't know how the Kardashians do it. Cause, bro, I've been tired. You know, going. You know, when I was really I tired. Gone. I was really tired with the Amsterdam, and I was talking myself out of going to Amsterdam because I was just so tired from Bali, so and it wasn't even a, a whole... That's why you came right as they was closing the airplane doors? 
I, I'm never gonna let this one. Down. I'm just saying. I, clearly, clearly. I'm just saying. I mean, that's my that's my standard operating procedures. Well, um, I mean, do you I'm know why? Wondering. Okay, this is a tidbit of information about who I am as a person. When I have too much, do you just uh, what's the saying? The uh, idle hands of the devil's workshop or whatever. That's me. When I have too much time on my hands, like sitting in, I've the the times I've really came close to missing a flight. I was at the airport early. You know what happened? I had time to kill, and I went to eat and have a drink, and then I hear them calling my name on the, over the loud system, and I was just like, Andrea, come on, come you. Well, you don't you, like a damn kid. You, you exactly. Need then. I need adult so you supervision. Need adult supervision. So now I know that we can take care of that. But back on the topic, adult supervision, of, guys. You know, toning down. You know, we've had the. Uh, travel glow up and now you know we want to have I guess the travel wind down the glow I don't want to glow down I just want to wind I want to slow it down just, just the, a the, little the, bit the just a yeah. little bit and, and I, I definitely think that the track we have been on with our travel schedule has been a lot like we've been traveling like yeah. like we famous or something yeah. but at I'm the not. same I'm time not. you know Keeping it going, I and mean, like I said, the flight deals. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to just being at home for a bit. Like my cleaning lady is confused because <laughs> she don't know what, what's what. Like I got one room with full of suitcases of different sizes. I have a transparent I moment. I have not unpacked from Bali. Why? Because those are summer clothes, and I don't need those right now. I, I was looking for clothes to wear to Paris that I hadn't unpacked from Colorado. Was There's like no judgment there missing, because missing in action. Honestly, but. that that Bali suitcase might not like, become unpacked until it gets hot again because I don't need that I mean, stuff you least, right you now. Took the dirty clothes I took the dirty clothes out and like the bathing suits, but like the other stuff, it's still in yeah, there. Yeah, my, my cleaning lady. That's a that's a glow up tip too. To my dressing room is just it looks like it's been ransacked because. It's it suitcases. Ha- I, I can't and... unpack fat before I have to start packing again, and it's just really become. So... Yeah, I don't have a tip for that one. Yeah, she getting she getting more than what she more bang for my buck because she's not having to clean that room because it's just so chaotic. Yeah, there. yeah, you know. But um, I will I will say the biggest tip I will say from from learning from this travel glow up, and a lot of people are trying to figure out the money of how to do it. Um, don't have, don't be set on destinations. Cause I know you'll see stuff and people, everybody's going to Bali or everybody's going to wherever the hot location that at social media is telling us we need to go, go with the, the, the flights are cheap, go where the flights are cheap. And then also, you know, get off of the resort. Yeah, get off of the get resort. Off the resort. And, and, you, you don't know, have to be have on traveled. a resort. We did Bali with a sh- private chef every day, you know, in a mansion. That Southeast we Asia is also a, very uh, affordable. Infinity pool for much. That's what I would recommend. So, uh, uh, Southeast Asia is is very. Like, you just got to get there. The flight will be expensive, but your accommodations and, like, the things that you will do there are very affordable. I had a blast in Thailand. Like, I had... I, Thailand is one place where I, I will nev- I will uh, go several times. I, I'm, I, and I'm definitely okay with that. Um, but that's, like, my biggest travel tip. Like, don't be held to certain locations because that's where you see everybody else going um oh apps these are apps that i use i use hopper 
Um, and then I plan my trips really far out. So I know it might seem like I'm traveling all the time, but I'm usually planning my trips at least six to 12 months out. That's kind of the, you know, the, the, the gauge of less domestic. Domestic is a little different and easier, but international trips are usually planned like six to 12 months out. And then if I'm going to a specific destination because, you know, it's a, you know, friends or family trip or something that I'm planning, I use Hopper and Hopper watches it, watches the flights for the dates and tells me when to book. Well, I use Scott's cheap flights. Now you got another one to too. Book within a couple of days, you have Scott's to cheap flights. So if you can, but, but most of the time with Scott's, they tell you the, the, the dates for the deal and they extend well into the next year usually. Yep. So, you know, I'm Write trying this to down. slide in something in May, but you know, I can book <clears throat> all the way out to <clears throat> September if I wanted to. So if yeah, you can don't... get a date range that you know you can get off. Go ahead and get the deal. We said we if there's a deal that I just saw for the Dutch Caribbean, not Aruba, but Bonaire for like two oh seven flying out dirt of cheap. flying out of Miami, and that's normally like an eight hundred and fifty dollar flight. Now you might have some flight restrictions, but that's cool. I mean, because the plane learn goes, the rules, right? Go, go, it's going into the same place. It doesn't matter what restrictions you have as long as yeah. you're on the plane. So, just um, get there. Just get there. That's all my advice is really just get there. Find some places you want to go. And if it's a must, watch the flights. And they'll tell you when they drop. You got to be pa- I feel like you got to be patient. And, I mean, it's it's another thing, too, I wanted to bring up, too. There, There's always discussion, you know, on different forums about what black people need to be doing and what black people need to be spending their money on versus other things. Like, oh, if you don't, you know, buy Jordans or buy... You should have a passport. You should have a passport. Stay out of people's pockets. None of that stuff matters is going or is going to stifle a person who truly is capable of traveling you know buying jordans is is not gonna be a hindrance to anybody Mm-mm. who can travel no, no you know travel and i and i want people to feel like too and understand there are levels to it and everybody has to work towards whatever level they envision for themselves mm-hmm. so if you can't see yourself you know traveling 24 hours away on a plane to bali you know start with something you know more simple that's within your research that's within your comfort level that that you feel is reachable you right know, whether it's the bahamas or jamaica or whatever the case may be right you know, do that. Yeah, I push past these boundaries because that's what I wanted to right. do. Right, don't look at don't what other look people at... are doing and never be the kind of person that looks down on other people because they're not doing what you're doing yet. Right. Or even if they never want to do it. Some people who, who, that's not their thing. They spend their money on something else. Right. Who am I to tell somebody how to spend their money? Unless you owe me money, I don't really care what you do with your money. So if you don't want a passport or you want to buy Jordans, all the Jordans, buy all the Jordans. But it's just different levels. It's of, just different of, of levels. Elitism. So people, yes, you know, you that's have exactly these, elitism. That's exactly you have what it women is. Who you know talk about the next woman as being basic because they don't have you know whatever. You have you know people who say who are. Um, you know, sort of fiscal snob, so to speak. Yeah. They talk about, oh, you know, people who live, you know, a certain way shouldn't buy Jordans if they don't have this or if they don't have that already or if they don't have a mortgage or life insurance. Sure, right. But you got the latest iPhone. Be, you know, and, 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 a t- and $200 is not closing the poverty 
gap. No, you know at no. all. So you know, <laughs> let's not, let's not pretend that it is. And people should be able to have the dignity of being able to spend their money on things that they value. You know, just like you want to be able right. to treat yourself to a pair of earrings on payday or whatever. You know, person of lesser means deserves to be able to have that dignity also because they work for that money to treat themselves when they when they see fit and there's nothing wrong with it so i think you know for everybody on whatever level it is that that they're on you know moving within your level and kind of identifying the the areas where you can improve is good but also reaching back to help and inspire someone else right i don't want to hear about Mm -hmm. people shaming other people for not traveling just because i woke up one day and decided decided that's what i wanted to that's what i wanted to do so that's the difference i never i I don't post my pictures to to shame anybody i post my pictures to share my experience and i never started this out thinking that i would inspire people but when you People reach out to you and say, "Oh my God, your goals and this, that, and the other." And I'm like, "Me? I'm goals? I'm but just, the thing is, I'm we just got the, I got living my inspiration life." Inspiration from other people, also. Black travel movement, yeah, was all inspiring for me. Like jaw dropping these breathtaking photos I was seeing and of my beautiful? people, yes, traveling the world sometimes together as in large groups, and then you know people going to places like Beirut. And let you know, right off the beaten path, seeing people going to these places, having a blast, beautiful places, helped me. It with my travel glow Mm -hmm. up. So, the social media thing, you know, it's I think that it depends on how people receive the message. It's your mental state, it depends on that person, right? If you want to look at it like, oh, she's bragging, or she actually thinks she all something wrong with that's you feel some, it's making you feel it's an insecurity, it's not a that, that you have, and it's nothing. I can do about that. But at the end of the day, I think the foundation is being laid. Even mm-hmm. for the person that might sit back and hate initially, there's still something inside of them that's being inspired. Right. So either way, mission accomplished. Yep. That's all. That's all I've I've ever tried to do. Like I've I just try to share experiences. I'm not trying to brag. I'm not trying to uh, be a, an elitist about my travel experiences. It's just this is my travel experience. This is what inspired me, and somehow now I'm inspiring other people to travel and and to to do these experiences and eat escargot and 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 petty. Ah, so that escargot was good too. It right? was so good. I, I was so. You. Of like she was like we gonna eat snails and I was like okay I'll do it I'm all right if you want me to and then I tried when I I saw it and I was like oh I don't know about this 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 texture might be way off but it but was that's another so thing in rich good. white which rich white women shit is going into a new experience and not having expectations that it's gonna be like anything you already it has, used to right and it, it definitely if it wasn't. is if it turns out to be similar to something you've already experienced that's a bonus that's great but Dope. you have to be able to take new experiences yep. and, and evaluate them yep. for what they are and on, it was. on their own and I, I don't want to go anywhere and not try local cu- cu- cuisine or just with the cultures I want to immerse myself in it and I want to be having an authentic experience so I, I yes I, I I do want to go places and have escargot when I'm in France or, you know, we went to Bali. I had authentic Bali cu- cuisine and I know some of it I didn't like, but right. a lot of it I did. So I still like, tried it. I w- I'm, I'm going to try it. I'm going to tell you where you want to be closed minded at sometimes in some of them places in Asia because in China, <laughs> that Chinese street food, my God. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 do cut the, I do draw the line of street food. Uh, my stomach is way iffy and sensitive. Now, I 
not trying street food. But that Chinese that street, street food, food, some of that Mm-mm. stuff looked like it was still alive. No, I draw I mean, the line at street yeah, food. Yeah, that, that, no. and then, and some people may even try it. Like, I think it was a I encourage other on, people to um, try. BTM. Who did that, the scorpions? Is that the one? Was it scorpions? Or it was in Thailand. bugs or something. Thailand has like a scorpion challenge or did you Ooh. eat the, the, the yeah, scorpions nah, on a stick? Nah, I'm a, I'm gonna, I'm a pass. I'm going to not do that. No, nah, I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass. <laughs> just in general, you know, go out there and see, see experience what's up some and experience be, some be, things. Be, be. The food, I'm going to tell you, the food in China, and China, each different area that we went to had its own kind of food mm-hmm. identity. Mm-hmm. So most of the places we went, the foods were very savory. Ah, oh I my wouldn't God. expect that. Like the flavors oh, that's of these another thing too quick. What we know a lot of times is to be cuisine like Chinese food or Thai food. That's Americanized Thai right. food. That's Americanized chi- Chinese food. Because when I went to Thailand, I was like, I don't see drunken noodles. Where's the pad Thai? Like that's not. Where's the pad Tu? That's not that. That's American. Like that's when you know immigrants came to America and they they changed the the food to kind of suit. American taste. That's that's not um, authentic Thai food or authentic Chinese food. It is far far different. But through the you know through traveling, you kind of go there, and I was like, you know, I want to try almost everything. I, I'm willing to try a lot, but I, I do draw the line at street food because I'm just I'm a little afraid hey, that, of the that, lack that of hand washing. Uh, oh yeah, the elotes, the elotes, in Colombia. And we had it in Colombia. We had it in Bali. It's just something about street corn, corn. on the stick. On the roasted on the stick. <laughs> I just roasted on the stick. It is delicious. <laughs> it is delicious. The, the corn kernels out your teeth for two days. Then you get a little piece and then got a little flavor still on it. Uh, like, ew. Ew. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, that sounds real descriptive. I'm just saying. I mean. I mean it's no judgment. The point it's is no judgment. we were eating like three or four ears of corn. That's true. That's true. That's true. Drenched in salt and whatever That's that true. white stuff was. That's they true. So just to, we're going to bring it home. Just to wrap it up, what would you say has been your biggest takeaway from your travel glow up? Um, I think it's derived mainly outward towards how I view other people mm-hmm. and how I, you know, every place that I've gone, I, I like studied the people, their personalities, their mannerisms and mm-hmm. their demeanor. And, um, and like say for example in China I got to observe Chinese people in their element and how they interacted with each other they're very quiet mm, people mm-hmm. they don't yell a lot well at least in public um <laughs> they they're not very verbose mm-hmm. and so Ooh, I think words. I think that my interactions with them in America now can be improved because my Uh, expectations are now centered on like you know this is a cultural thing and it's not a racial thing right so the the way that my interactions with them are is is going to be influenced by the fact that i have seen you know perhaps culturally how how they are and their mannerisms Mm -hmm. and how they are accustomed to behaving so my you know delivery could be shocking or right put, put, take right, them aback right, right right versus the other way around and so the same way you know any place that we've gone seeing and studying the people and becoming more tolerant and understanding for mm-hmm. people when i'm at home 
and and in anywhere really you know that that's the main takeaway I think that I have right right you and know I, and, and that and other than in that and black people we just black all over the world I and love it's the best I love thing. getting that eye contact with a black person you yeah. somewhere else and it's that instant yeah. con- that that oh that's my kinfolk hey how you doing yeah. I mean it's going? not always like that though it's not I always that, I think that it's a it's a kinship that we have as American black folks right so when we see each other somewhere we we we, we like, ready to dap each other right, up. giving each other the head nod or whatever but for some places Places where race is not at as much at the forefront as it is in, in America, America. Mm-hmm. it's kind of off putting to people. You won't see it. Like, I'd be like, Dang, I seen the brother and he just kept he, on walking. He didn't do the head, no, he didn't acknowledge right. me. But I'm he talking doesn't... about, like, say, Palenque. Right. You right, know, right. and how those Afro Colombians were so passionate mm-hmm. about their blackness. Like, they are black first. Yes. You know, and they made that widely known. Mm-hmm. And they called us brother and sister. sister. And, it was and this just is your so home much, as just as much as it is it was ours. so much love. Yep. That, that was yep. another takeaway, too. I think that's my biggest struggle, glow up. It's just the love that I've received from people that I have never met. Um, I remember when I was in Cambodia all by myself. And I got pretty sick. Like, I think I was, I was having an allergic reaction mixed in with some dehydration. And my tour guide was so attentive. So, I will take you to the doctor. I will sit with you. Like, he took care of me just the universal love that to know that I am always protected and loved all the way on the other side of the the globe and I think that's been my biggest takeaway that I've been places um not knowing the language not knowing the culture but I've always been treated with open arms and welcomed and I still have friends that um from Thailand that I still talk to on Instagram that still check in with me that tell me they miss me like so it's 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 the universal love that I feel wherever I go um has been my biggest takeaway of the travel glow up that there is love like I know we see so much of hatred especially at home against us being as you know people of color did you feel so much hatred and you see so much strife in the world going on there's still so many good genuine people on this planet and it's just a reminder um that when I travel that anywhere I go that there are people who are willing to help me there are people who are patient with me who want to laugh with me who want to learn about me and that's been the biggest like the greatest thing and that makes me so grateful that I have these experiences and these opportunities to experience these things so that has been my the I think that's also pushing me to keep going different places to keep having these experiences to keep meeting people and to keep embracing new culture so that that has been what keeps me grounded and keeps me going when I'm being dragged across the globe when like eight countries in a year but I'm appreciative customs, that customs thinks we mules. <laughs> the way they search me, they do. TSA gets real invasive with you, girl. Um, no, it's just that when you when you're coming back in, the interview questions they ask you is like, I'm like, do you suspect me of a crime? Like, where did you go in January of 2016? Yeah. I don't. Do you see how many stamps in here? I don't know where. I'm, I you tell me where that. I went. And, and then they'll end up saying, what, what do you do for a living? You know, do you say or whatever? Now like, I gotta tell them know. the truth. I can't joke with them and say oh, no, I said I, I'm drugs. I'm not telling them no joke. No, no jokes the, at the, all. There's no, no, no. It's straight, straight, uh-huh. straight lace with them. They but that flags. <laughs> uh, I will be on a no fly list, and that we can't have that. No. But that 
that really wraps up this episode on our yeah. travel glow up and we're gonna continue to enjoy patty um i hope you know this podcast you know you've taken some good information away and we have a couple more episodes for this season and just stay tuned for all the great dope stuff peace love and light i'm out bonsoir <laughs>